Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. So today I'm thinking about being who you say you are. And what I mean by that is exactly how I said how I said it. It's important that we become what we say we are because sometimes we can fool ourselves to thinking that if we get skilled enough in what we do, because what we do takes up so much of our life, it's a way that we express ourselves, it's the way that we add value to the world, that that will compensate for us not making those adjustments in our character. And what really made this conversation stand out to me today is because I, I, I teach full time and I'm also like over the cheer team. So I've been working with this agent since uh, last year. At the end of last year, I got put in touch with her with one of the companies. And it's one of these companies that you go through, you get your uniforms and you get your custom items and you order through a specific agent. Usually you can just go through the website and they'll assign you an agent. But because I was talking to a colleague in a the district, they recommended this person specifically. And I've heard about her from other people who have used her in a district. And I was like, okay, cool. So since I've been using her, she's been great. She started off real strong and she's very knowledgeable about all the sizes. She can predict sizes. She's good at the size. She's, she's good. She's very competent at what she does. I'll say that she's very competent. I want to say probably like two months into working with her. And I don't know if it's because I was showering her with compliments because I was just like, you know, wow, thank you for being so prompt. I don't know whether she got comfortable or this is a regular. It's not that she started slacking on the work per se. She was still excellent at what she does when she did it. But it's that when she did it part. I found myself even now because we're still, you know, working on orders as the school year start where I'll send an email and, and thank God I have her her number where sometimes I have to like five days then went by and it's like, sis, school about to start. Like I didn't ask you for this specific thing at least three or four times. Now I got to text you and I'm trying to keep it in email so, you know, because I know how boundaries sometimes can be crossed, like my colleagues who have my phone number, I'm like, look, you better email me <laughs> if it's after business hours and it's about business. So I try to respect that with other people, even if people don't have those boundaries, I try to keep that. But I'm like, OK, it's been a whole week at this point. So I text her like, hey, did you receive my email like a week ago? ask you oh yes I was just waiting on this and I still have to wait on I still have to wait on it um because the the company hasn't opened back up the store for me to send you the link and then like not even three seconds and I'm not kidding I'm not exaggerating when I say three seconds she emailed me the link oh they just opened it and I just sat there and that wasn't the first time that happened with her <laughs> over this course of me working with her. And I just sat there like, you know, how much is it you waiting on the office and how much is it because maybe you're a bit unorganized right now? 
And today I had that thought again, like how much is it you waiting on the office and how much is it you have been unorganized? So now these things are being delayed. And it made me question that just because of this hasn't been the first time, like things like that have happened, like I will call back or have to remind you to get back to me. And then all of a sudden you got the answer. And it made me think about this conversation because I've been on this side of the stick. I've been on the other side of it as well, where I've been the person to not hold up my end of the bargain. But when I think about this in the context of becoming who we say we are is because I can't talk down on she does a great job. Like she knows her work thoroughly. She has helped me immensely with all of my things that I didn't know, things that I didn't know would look good. She went above and beyond when it came to like, you know, letting me see and feel the material, meeting me, giving me shortcuts to make sure I can, you know, have to go pick her. I can go pick it up rather than having them deliver it. Things that I wouldn't have known. And I don't know had I worked with anybody else. I don't know what they have done the same thing. I don't know because I haven't tried it. But it's been several occasions where I'm shaking my head and saying to myself, sometimes I don't know if I like working with her. (laughs) And that's a weird feeling to have because despite she does great work, it's all the extra in me having to chase you down about deadlines that we both talked about. Me having to reiterate things you got in the email because I'm looking at the email that you're replying to, like things that that just show me it's not so much about you not knowing your job is because I think other things are getting in the way of you being able to be consistent in your job. And that becomes frustrating. And this happens a lot. You know, all of us have been there, whether we're on a receiving end of that or whether we're the person who's doing it. Like I can speak for myself. There is an episode on here and it's probably early when I first started this podcast and I told the story of why I kept it a secret. You could probably listen to a bit of it in the episode, The Anatomy of Privacy, which wasn't too many episodes ago from this one. But it was probably early on in one of the episodes where I, where I talked about what made me start getting up to go to work early. So during the school year, I wake up like at four in the morning. And I started waking up at four in the morning because I wanted to work out before work since I usually teach all day. And by the time I get to the afternoon, I'm realistic with myself that either I'm already going to go teach. I got rehearsal. And by the time I get home at whatever time in the evening, I'm really not trying to work out. So I'd rather do it in the morning so that I can consistently just teach and then come home, cook and relax. Like I've learned that about my body, myself, that if I have a full day, the likelihood of me having a great workout at the end of the day, unless I go to a class is slim to none. But if I have to be the facilitator of my own workout, You know, I don't know how effective it'll be on some days. So I started getting up at four in the morning because I also wanted to be able to work out. But I wanted to 
get to work at least an hour or two early so that I can just prepare, have some some relaxing time before students came in, before I had to get them my attention. Now, we don't have to be at school until 745. I was getting to work at 630 every day. And it'll be like me and a janitor up there for the first, for a whole hour before people started arriving to campus. And then the first bell doesn't ring till eight. What really made, I've been wanting to do that, but what really made me get on the train to making it happen is because early in the school year, around this time, I lived with my cousin and I lived about eight minutes from the school I work at now where I used to live with my with my cousin. And now I live about 25 minutes. So there was really no excuse for me to be late. But I would literally get to school like at 745, not even 745 because we had to be there. So I would get there at almost like 750, 755, enough to clock in. And literally, I'm setting my stuff in down as my kids are walking in like multiple times. I was doing that. And I would find myself frustrated. But one day I was walking in (laughs) and my students were about to come downstairs. Their teacher walks them down. And my students didn't know I heard them because they were pretty far away. But you know how kids can just be loud. And one of the students was like, oh, there goes Miss Green. But they weren't talking to me. They were talking to each other. And then the boy said, oh, she's always late, 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 like an alarm. Like that's what he sounded like, an alarm. And I'm I'm very spiritual, so I took that as a sign. <laughs> and he was like, you know, she always late. She always here, but she always late. That's just who she is. And I was like, wow, that sat with me all day because he attributed me being late to that's just who I am. And I didn't like that. like I didn't scold him or anything for it because again they don't even know I heard them but I didn't like that I didn't like being characterized by being late all the time like she's always late that's just who she is and so that very next day that's when I got on it even when I was still living with my cousin and now living a bit farther from my job I still make that the same habit but I wanted to be be that way in every aspect of my life. You know, how can I, what do I want to be characterized by? Even sometimes when it came to my, my work ethic is pretty good, but sometimes the way that I was showing up in certain areas, it's like, okay, my principal hired me because she know I believe in excellence as far as performance, but do they only get that Whitley when everything is in alignment and it's going my way? Do I still try my best to show up like that? When I get thrown curveballs or when I, you know, get in a position to where it's not ideal, am I still flexible? Am I still jovial or do they get somebody else? Do I become inconsistent, you know, when I just am not feeling it that day? Or do can they rely that Whitley is going to be Whitley no matter the tie? Yes, yeah, she might. Everybody has a day, but... Are there just periods where we don't know what we're going to get with her? Like she does. We know she's capable of doing good work, but will we get it? And I don't like that question for myself. And I don't like anybody to be able to feel like they have to question that. Same way that the lady I'm talking about working with with my uniforms. Like she does great work. I can't follow her on. She knows her job very well, very thoroughly. 
But sometimes I'm like, are there other options of people? Like, I know she's highly recommended, but are there other people maybe I can work with? Because I don't like that I'm feeling like I have to chase her down and school is about to start. Did she take on too many clients in the district is that maybe what it is because sometimes when we're great at what we do we also don't like to tell people no or refer them to somebody else so we overwhelm ourselves and even that create creates you know disorganization or stagnancy or inconsistency because I've done that before too where I spread myself so thin that I could really not give my full self to whatever was on my plate you know and they all hired me because they knew that I would be excellent at the job, but then I couldn't be the Whitley that I wanted to be, or I was inconsistent because I had too much on my plate. So that's really what this conversation is about, is about in what ways are we still allowing our character development and our self-development be a priority alongside of our skill development? Because sometimes we think that our skills are going to supersede or outweigh our character. But sometimes our character, especially if it's not characteristics that people particularly enjoy, it can overshadow the good work that you do naturally. And nobody wants that. You know, when we can look from celebrity culture to our own lives, to people that we have worked with when it's just like, man, they do a good job, but they always got something going on. Man, they got to do a good job, but they always complaining. Man, they do a good job, but they always late. Man, they do a good job, but sometimes I don't know if they're going to show up. <laughs> you know, you know that person or you've been that person. I've known people who can do some hair Especially when I used to get my hair done often, but I'd be like, man, I can't go to them no more because it's one thing they're doing at their house. I, I get it. But then if you not, you know, it's certain things need to be in place if this is what you're going to be doing. But if not, uh, you know, <laughs> I might have to let you go because I ain't with this. Or it's or you always can't or that person who always canceling then they canceling last minute. It's like, man, I want to book with you, but this not OK. This is not okay. I'm going to have to find somebody else. And I've been on the other side of that. And like I said, I've been the person who has given that inconsistency to somebody because it's certain things I hadn't allowed to develop in my character. And you all know that I don't define character as a good or bad person. I define character as characteristics, traits, aspects of yourself that make up who you are. Like I said, one of my students characterized me by somebody who was always late. So that's an aspect of myself. So I, I want to be characterized as Whitley is always early. You may want to characterize yourself as I'm always on time. You know, time means earlier. On time means I'm not late. <laughs> I want to be characterized by being consistent. People can consistently know that I'm going to deliver. I want to be characterized as trustworthy. I want to be characterized as loyal. I want to be characterized as a truth teller. I want to be characterized. You can put insert here. But even when it comes to your business, what character traits would you want people to associate with you? And if at any point that you see that your life 
is not in alignment, your your character hasn't caught up to your purpose, in what ways can you continue to develop your personal self, not just your skill? Because oftentimes it's not your skill that needs the development. I know we talked about lifelong learning yesterday and I touched on this a little bit, but I infused the skill and like self-development. Today, I'm focused on the self-development piece because sometimes we're naturally going to get more education on our skill because we do want to stay competitive. We do want to stay on the leading edge. We do want to stay invested. But it's a little bit difficult, especially when you're succeeding or you know that you're good at what you do, to make sure that you're putting that same level of investment into your character development, those character traits that make you be able to do your job well. With me being in dance, I remember a lot of dancers used, I mean, a lot of dance teachers I've had, especially if you're following the, the track of being a professional dancer and having to go to auditions, they would always say, Work on, make sure you work on your attitude or make sure you work on being on time. And they would say things like that because they would say, yes, your talent may be supreme. You may even be the best dancer in the room. But some people who have a certain level of standard, they rather work with somebody who with a little bit less talent but who has a great work ethic, who's dependable, who shows up to rehearsals on time, who is consistent, who shows up, who is not always canceling, not coming in here, you know, any kind of way at any kind of time, who's not making excuses, who has a good attitude, who's not a diva. There's a lot of people who will put up with a little bit less talent for people who they enjoy working with. And you've probably heard that same thing no matter what field of work that you're in. It's some people who you probably think, you know, have great energy. They're not as talented, but you want to work with them because they're just good people to work with. And I implement that in my in my own personal life and even with my students now. There's a podcast, there's an episode on here, I don't know what I called it, where I told the story of when I had to address one of my best dancers last year, and she was doing a solo for a video that I was creating, and I had to pull her to the side and tell her, hey, I don't know if I want you to do this anymore, and I put her on ice for like a week and a half, it wasn't like I was trying to manipulate her with that thing, but I was really unsure if I wanted to use her, because her attitude I'd rather give this role to somebody who who it may take them longer to get the move. I may have to consistently coach them, but I I can enjoy working with them because I got to work with you outside. You don't have me for dance. So this is outside of what I'm getting paid to do, but I want to work with you because you're good and you're passionate about dance, but I'll, I'll, I'll stomach working with somebody else. If it means I'm free from dealing with your attitude or anything that comes with it, because I don't deserve that. 
So the reason I want us to focus on developing our character is because you may run into certain people, businesses, organizations, relationships where somebody then dealt with people with a lot of talent and they're not willing to deal with that if it comes with a headache. They're willing to have a standard for themselves like, hey, I'm willing to train up somebody in the way I want them to go then deal with somebody who may be ready-made when it comes to talent, but their character is just like, ugh, like I, I don't, that's not something I want to deal with. And you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be, be that person where people say they love what you do. And even when they're giving word of mouth, but then they got to say, but you know, I don't know if they gone. And I've had to do that with people I've worked with, even professionally, like, I'm like, man, they do great work, but I'll never work with them again. I won't even refer them. And if somebody asks me about them, I'm going to have to tell them the truth. Like they do great work. That's probably why you asking because you saw the work. But I got to tell you this part. And we all have been that person where somebody has done that probably about us, said it about us. I know I'm not exempt from that. If somebody would have met me in my past when I was making commitments and I couldn't follow through, there's somebody today. A few people who can probably say that same thing, like, I worked with Willie on this, you know, she got vision, she this, but she, she was this, this also came with it. And that may have put a bad taste in, 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 in their mouth. And I can't blame them for that. So that's why I have endeavored to become supreme in all areas. And supreme doesn't mean perfect, but it means consistently not just working on my talent, but also working on my character because I don't want char character traits that people don't deem as productive to infiltrate or overshadow what I do well. Because sometimes that won't be enough for people. And really, you can even take this in dating. There have been men, there are men out there who can probably get any woman they want, any beautiful woman they have, you know, dated, been in relationship with multiple beautiful women. And so now he not just stopping at a woman's beauty. And I'm not saying men are superficial and that's all they do, but beauty is a huge thing. And now when he see a woman, yeah, he going to think she attractive, but he going to take his time to now really, really get to know that woman because the past beautiful women he's dated, either they, you know, he could probably say, oh, she was superficial or she didn't have a lot to talk about or she didn't, she lacked any depth or she, she could, he could say all these things. And I'm not saying this about beautiful women, so don't, you know, think that, but I'm just saying from he, he can probably have this experience and so he may see two women. He probably thinks one is more physically attractive. And this one, you know, she's she's not ugly. She's she's attractive to him, but he's dated more beautiful. And these, you know, this one woman may feel like, well, I look better than her. So why would he be interested in her? And he may find this woman who the other woman is think is less beautiful, more attractive, more interesting, more intriguing. Because she has much, much more to offer in her character than maybe the beautiful woman that may be comparing herself to this other woman. And you can take this from your perspective from a man. Like, 
I'll say for me, I have dated men with money. I have dated men who on the first date, they're taking me to very nice restaurants that I really, really wouldn't even take myself to on a regular, not on a regular. Because sometimes some of these five-star restaurants be a hype. Like they food don't even be what it be, what it be costing for. Now I don't eat non-quality food, but if if you've been in a quality restaurant, you know what I'm talking about. There are some five-star, like, really, really hyped restaurants where I'm like, I could have cooked this better at home. But anyways, <laughs> I've dated men who on the first date, you know, took me to very nice places. But I never wanted to see them again. You know, and it was something in their character that I was just like, uh, no, nah, I'm not with that. I don't like that. I'm not with that. But women who have never dated men with money, they may prize that. They may see that as they've lucked up. Because they're not looking at him as a whole person of his character traits. But me being exposed to that, it's just like, man, I've met men that may not have as much money. But man, their energy is great. They have a lot to offer. They have a solid work ethic. They're working toward like that I find much more holistically attractive. So what they do can intrigue me, but it can't stop there for me. And that's just me. That's just my standard. So really, you can apply this to any area. How are you making sure that your character is caught up with what you do, whatever you produce? So your character traits don't overshadow what you do well and what you do naturally. Because I know for me, I don't want to be characterized by she always late or she's so good, but she just inconsistent. When she in a bad mood, we don't know what she going to get. Or she knows her work well, but like, you know, I don't, I don't really see the results. I don't see the results in what she's producing. Like, I don't want people to be able to say that with me. Like she got vision, but she unorganized. And that's another aspect in um, and I'm going to be careful when I share this, but it's really important that we look at character, our own character and the character of others, especially when it comes to relationships. So last year, you know, most teachers had to deal with the hybrid model, meaning that there are students that could opt doing school full time online. They would just log into your class on Zoom. And then we had students who were on campus. And for us, it was about 20% kids on campus. The other 80% was on Zoom. More started coming at the end of the year, but not that much more. And I had this one student that I want to say for like the first semester, he was in the sixth grade. First semester, I saw him. I saw him pretty consistently for like the first three months. And then the next two months, I saw him real sporadically. And when I say real sporadically, I mean like once a week. And he was completely online and we would reach out to his mom, his parents, the counselor is reaching out. I know I could never really get in touch with her. So I was asking his home, you know, his homeroom teachers, teachers who saw him much. They had him much more consistently and they hadn't heard from him either. Two weeks after school was out, this is in June, I get an email from his mom like, hey, I'm such and such mom. And I knew exactly who she was. And she was like, you know, I know he didn't do well, you know, this semester. And I'm at looking at the email like this semester. 
And I'm not laughing at that, but it was just like, dang, like, no, you know, I think he's, yeah, he going to be repeating. And she was just like, is there anything he can do? And I'm looking at that email like, you know, sis, he going to be back in the sixth grade um, because it wasn't just my class that he didn't come to. He wasn't even coming to court class and he didn't do any state tests, you know. So I, I wonder what made her email me, but I'm pretty sure she got in touch with somebody. But she sent this email and in the email, she was just like, you know, I slipped up, you know, and stopped checking if he was logging in the class. I've just been so overwhelmed because I've been dealing with this abusive relationship. And I just kind of read that email and I'm telling y'all my first thought. My first thought was, sis, he about to repeat the sixth grade. Um, and it's, you know, it's two weeks into the summertime. I'm not the one you really need to be reaching out to. That was my first thought. Like, Hey, he, I know, you know, he repeating, but I don't want to have to retell you, you know, but my second thought was like, dang, he going to have to repeat the sixth grade because you stayed in an abusive relationship. And I know if you're listening to this, uh, depending on where your mindset is, you may feel like, oh, that's judgmental. That's victim blaming. Over here, we have real conversations. Over here, you're listening to this channel because you want to be a person who takes responsibility for your life. Do I feel like she deserves to be in any relationship that's not good for her no like I wouldn't wish that on no woman no man while at the same time if we don't have these real life conversations we we're not going to make ourselves aware and when we don't have awareness then the responsibility can be placed on somebody else when it needs to be on us to make the change Students are in school from what? August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. This year, 11 months felt like they started in September. So maybe 10 months. I haven't seen this student consistently after the first two or three months. So that's about six months. Sorry, y'all. I'm not, you know, supreme at math. That's about six, seven months. That he just stopped coming. So not only is this child now having to be in, emo in emotional turmoil because he probably watching his mom get knocked upside her head every day, which is damaging to him because he's in the sixth grade. And even though he's a boy, probably can't do nothing. He probably feel helpless in protecting you, whether this is his dad or some man that you just met. And then he doesn't have any support in his schoolwork and it's fully online. If I was fully online, even if I was a straight A student at first, because this this boy, he was smart. He was good. Like he participated like I loved having him in my class, but he's still in sixth grade. So, yeah, even as adults, we need accountability. And she couldn't be there for him because she has somebody in her life that is not good for her. She didn't check his character. And then it's even her character that allowed her to stay. 
And now her son has to repeat the sixth grade because of a choice she made in her relationship. Now you ask me if that's fair. I'm not pausing because I don't have anything to say. I just really want us to think about things like that when we have these type of conversations because, you know, people are good at jumping to, oh, you're victim blaming or because we start talking about the responsibility and accountability piece. And this is why I say this conversation is important because if we don't allow our character to catch up with what we do well, our character will ruin our lives because if we're not working on our character, there's no way we can hold other people accountable for who come in and out of our lives. Because I don't believe we attract what we are. I think we entertain what we are. There are a lot of women who get out of relationships and they was in relationships two, three, four, five, six years. And then when the relationship end, he was the narcissist. Huh? What does that make you then? Because you dealt with him for how long? You married him? You had his kids? And he all of that? So what are you? Character. It comes back to character. And when we start having that conversation, then it wants to shift. Then it wants to shift to all these things they were. That's not fair. And it's like, it may not be, but life, I don't know when's the last time it has been fair. So allowing our character to catch up with our purpose that's already there, that's already waiting for us, that's waiting for us to grab hold of it, we have to do that work or it'll limit us. We have to do our work or it'll limit us. I know sometimes with me, if we're in the wrong relationships, we can't even keep other aspects of our life in order. Same way, you know, this mother, here she is in this relationship and this relationship so consumed her life. She couldn't put her her son's education on the pedestal. She couldn't check in with him. And I wish she would have just sent him to the school. I almost wish she just would have put him on the bus and sent him to school every day. But she probably didn't even have the strength, the mentality, the wherewithal. So I'm not not acknowledging that. But that's not what this conversation is about. It's about the character piece. And if we're not continue to develop ourselves in that, in that we'll attract people on the level of where our character is. And again, I don't mean character as bad or good. Because somebody can be an abuser and they can be somebody who has an a, a, a addiction problem. They can be somebody who has low self-esteem, low self-worth, and those are all aspects of our character. So I even want us to broaden how we think about character. Character are all of these traits that make up our characteristic, that make up who people see and think that we are. It's just like I told y'all the lady I'm working with. The reason I started asking these questions are because I've had multiple instances, but I remember I found out she had a daughter and it was at one point, I guess she felt comfortable finally saying this to me because I was, you know, congratulating her so much and just thanking her for being so on point. And I guess she got comfortable 
And I'm like, dang, I'm going to have to hold off on my praise with some people because they just get comfortable and start kicking their feet up and taking their time. <laughs> and I'm and I'm sad I feel that way. But I feel like that's not the first time I've done somebody like that. Like, dang, like people get real comfortable when you start over praising them too soon. And I and I don't like that. But I guess she got comfortable. I don't know. But she felt comfortable telling me. I was asking her about an order early on. This when I first started seeing the signs that dang, like she good at what she do. But like, why I feel like I'm chasing her down for certain things. She said she was going to get back to me on, on this date, And it's like three, four days. Like this is early on. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I meant to get back. But I've been running, ripping and running with my daughter because I guess her daughter was doing homeschool. And I think her daughter is about eight or nine. And at first I was like, OK, cool. I fully understand that. And then my mom just like, just say that, like, just communicate that I'm willing. I'll even send a reminder, you know, but I didn't even know she had kids. And I'm like, OK, cool. But then it became a thing. And again, while I can be understanding, both of us are, I still had to get business done. I still have parents who are relying on me to follow through on these timelines that I can't follow through on without you. These parents got to get ready for school. They got other kids. They got money that they're paying for these uniforms. And I'm asking them to pay a lot because of the costumes and stuff like, you know what I'm saying? So it's putting me in a bad situation because I'm waiting on you. And it's not that it couldn't have been done. It's that you, your life, your personal life is unorganized to where it's affecting your work. And how many of us have been there where our personal lives affect our responsibilities? Like that's that's because we can't separate, you know, what we got going. How many people have you seen fired because they always got to take off because something is always going on in their life? Where the boss want to be empathetic, but it's like, look, we still got to run a business here. So that's a prime, another prime example of this is why we have to make sure we're working on aspects of our character because character is even being developed when we organize our life in a way that works for us. When we set boundaries about what we can and cannot do, when we monitor the people we allow in and out of our life, that's all aspects of character. When we're developing ourselves, we get really particular about those things. We put fences and boundaries around our lives and we check people at the fence. Of why are you trying to come in here? When? Okay. What you trying to do? Let me see a badge. Let me pull that background check. Like you get real particular because you know the things that you're working on and you know every relationship in your life is going to have an effect on your ability to keep your standards and continue to reach higher ones or whether it's going to hold you back and create damage. Or send you back to where you came from. So that's all I have for y'all today. Um, I, I, I really want this message to sink in. And I know even as I'm talking about it, it's sinking more into me. But we have to, we have to, we have to prioritize working on ourself. Working on what we need to work on for self, like what are those personal things? Do I have addictions? Do I have 
problems that I need to work on? Do I have trauma that I haven't addressed? Do I have self-worth issues that I'm ignoring? Am I unorganized in my life and it's affecting the way I'm able to keep other commitments? Am I a liar? Am I always late? Am I unable to keep commitments? If so, why? What are the roots? Until you get, until you get curious about those things, you're never going to grow and reach the goals that, goals that you really want to reach. No matter how good your talent is, that's the thing. I'll leave y'all with this. My mom used to always tell me, and she's told me this, me and my sister this, since we were young, she was like, your talent will get you in the door. Your character will keep you there. Your talent will get you in the door. Your character will keep you there. Strive for your, calend- your, your character to supersede what you do in the best way. You can look at celebrities who they contributed greatly to music, TV, film. And at the end of their life, that character card get pulled. And it's like, man. And all of all of the greatness that they did in their work gets overshadowed by this huge character flaw. And yours don't have to be a, if you know who I'm talking about or, you know, you got some ideas in mind. It don't have to be as extreme because I don't want you to pitch yourself like I ain't out here doing that. Sometimes it can just be, man, she's always late, though. Man, she just inconsistent. Like I don't hear from her, man. She don't know how to communicate. Man, she good, but she just unorganized. Man, she good, but I I always got to wait on her or chase her down about something. Man, she good, but she tell me she going to do something and I feel like I'm always having to wait. Man, she good, but she got an attitude problem. That's just, I don't feel like dealing with that. Yeah, we don't want that. You know, so remember your talent will get you in the door, but your character will keep you there. I love y'all so much. If you want to reach out to me, my information is on my website at WhitleyNGreen.com. You can also reach out to me on Arts Feminine on Twitter, Wondering Whitley on Instagram and Facebook. With With Hooray is my personal page on Instagram and then The Feminine Arts Academy on YouTube. I'm on YouTube, also on Instagram and Facebook. I love y'all so much. Remember, get in alignment and receive your assignment. Talk to you soon.